Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Latest from Green Bay from Mike Clemens. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. Here's Aaron Jones right at the middle and more. Jones makes a cut into Rams territory. Still going near the 30. Jones has a chance. And out at the 15. Aaron Jones with a 60-yarder to start the third quarter. Hey, Devontae, if the number one scoring defense can't stop you, who can? Uh, nobody. We stop ourselves. I think that's, that's been proven at this point. So many plays in this game where I audibly said, wow, that Jones run, one of them, the Devontae touchdown, one of them, Mike Clemens joining us, Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Mike, what a game, what an atmosphere, what a night. And I'll tell you what, I was just thinking about this this morning. The bye week helped. You know, Zadarius Smith, how many times have you had to see him take a timeout and take that shoe off with this ankle injury that, you know, feels like he's probably – Got a bag of glass in his ankles right now. There were there was no injury timeouts like that from some of these guys that are beat up, and so that you know made a difference to just keep on coming and pounding for four quarters against the Rams like that. Um, and this this Rams team is one that uh, whatever they have like five losses. Some of the losses, uh, most of their games, they scored about. 20 points, 24 points or so. A couple times they got in the 30s. But, you know, they've shifted from this crazy offensive machine that was putting up 45 points a game, you know, a couple of years ago when they went to the Super Bowl to this big, bad defense, supposed to be better on special teams, uh, better on uh, turnovers and things like that. And, you know, the Packers just beat them at their own game. And so then Sean McVay, I still think is 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 going to win a Super Bowl someday. You know, he was asked about, you know, how come you couldn't turn your momentum, get things going. Uh, you're now down 25-18 third quarter in favor of Green Bay. Did you think that maybe you could you could flip the game at that point? It was an opportunity where we got it to a one possession game. They got the two stops that were necessary and you wanted to make sure that we gave ourselves a chance as a team. And that's my responsibility. And I didn't come through there. And I think that's, what's going to really sit in my gut, but um, you know, you give credit to the green Bay Packers, but this defense has been uh, stout and phenomenal all year. Uh, it's a tough result and it's a tough, you know, finality to the season, but I don't think it takes away from how great they were and, and how instrumental they were in us even getting to this point as a team. 25-18 Rams forced the fumble. AJ Dillon fumbled, but for some reason Aaron Rodgers finally gets some playoff luck and the ball goes right to him. Thank God. And people have been asking me now all all we know is this. AJ Dillon quad injury return questionable and he did not come back to the game, you know, after 
Another incredible performance is Chris Barnes, and he leaves in the first half to go to the locker room, and he comes back out later, and Patton puts him right back in, man, to, to, to run the defense. And I put that on my Twitter feed. You can see that on the fan Twitter feed as well. They had, during like a timeout, they wanted to put Chris Barnes in there and make him the captain again. He couldn't put his own helmet on because he had this huge black club cast, you know, club cast on his left hand. So the coaches had to put his helmet on for him off to their to the sidelines. But he was back in there. And then, of course, he had a chance at that interception but couldn't you know, get a hand on it, to no pun intended, with the cast. But those are the injuries that you know, we're going to be looking at um, as they get back on the field later this week. And speaking of injuries, it's Jared Goff, two and a half, three weeks ago. You know, has three screws put in the thumb in his right hand. And, and so, you know, the L.A. reporters were ask, asking him after the game, well, Jared, you know, can you at least take any personal pride in the fact that you started this game despite surgery on your right thumb just two and a half weeks ago? I think last week there was a little bit more personal pride to get back on the field. Um, you know, this week I was practicing the whole week and, and was fully prepared, and, but I'm not trying to make any excuses, and I won't make any excuses. If I'm on the field, I'm fully capable of doing everything I need to do. And, yeah, I mean, I was proud of myself to, to be able to get back out there, absolutely, but not proud of losing this game. Talking Mike Clemens, we will hear more from Kenny Clark and Aaron Rodgers and all these guys. More from the Packers uh, locker room in a, in a minute, but more from the Rams locker room, Mike. So Aaron Donald did not talk to us after the game. And I was told that some of the Fox cameras got some pictures of him, you know, emotional, sad. Uh, you know, the rib injury that he suffered, you know, the week before uh, when Russell Wilson fell on him. And, but, you know, he was claiming by Wednesday or Thursday, I'm lifting weights. Everything is fine. Stop talking about, quote, my damn side. But it, you could see that he was getting a, a break there in the third quarter, and there must have been maybe some pain setting in. Now, so, you know, it, it, these Rams thought that maybe they could turn things around, that they could make a run, and that their season's cut, season comes to an abrupt end. But let's face it, um, these players, when, when your season's over, man, they're on a plane and going to Cabo or something. So the microphone was open, and their defensive end, Michael Brockers, he came down to talk uh, in, on the Zoom call uh, for the defensive line, and the mic was open. So before they started his press conference, you know, you hear him change to suddenly a somber mood, but he, somebody was, like, tickling him or, or goofing around before the pressers started. Listen to this. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it, bro. Stop. 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 Hey, Michael, um, can you kind of just take us through the emotion um, that you guys felt on the defensive line? And, and also, if you've been able to talk with Aaron, he seemed extremely emotional after the game. Definitely not happy. Um, a lot of the guys, you know, it's always, you know, a lot of guys feel like it's on them, you know, that I messed up or I failed you. It's like, man, it, 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 everybody had their hand in it, you know. It's like we, we just wasn't, you know, clicking on all the cylinders. We feel like, we, you know, we could have did better. A little bit of a change there in, in tone. <laughs> Just a little bit, do you think? You could tell with Aaron Donald, like that penalty he got when he grabbed Jenkins by the face mask, he was hurt. And when you play hurt, you play frustrated because you're not playing at your full capable level. And when you got to go then against Elton Jenkins, I mean, that was some frustration that I saw out of no, Aaron Donald. No question. No question. Um, while I'm thinking of it, one thing, you know, that's on the to do list, once again, Green Bay. Packers special teams. Uh, and, 
you know, the J.K. Scott thing. You know, you attempt the field goal, horrible snap from Hunter Bradley. And to me, and I talked about this to, you know, Gary on the postgame show, don't you have a checklist to J.K. Scott and say, okay, if there's a muffed you know, snap, if you've got a bad snap, fall on the ball, or pick it up and run with it. Do not throw a pass to your to your field goal kicker. But then Crosby caught it, like just swat it down. I know. I Both know, of those guys. It, what were they like, doing? Don't you, shouldn't there be a template and the guys like you know you're supposed to get the snap, put it down. If that doesn't happen, what's your next step? There's you know there's you I avoid everything you can to make sure. Like if if Mason Crosby's hurt, it should be a groin or something leg related. For a kicker to have a shoulder injury, that means something went horrifically wrong. Right. Well, I mean, he took a shot, and I don't, I don't know if kickers want to be hurting anywhere, just for what they have to do anyway. And so then Mason Crosby was in the locker room, and he, he missed the, uh, the halftime warm-ups. So he, did, you know, he came back out and kicked later on, but, you know, whatever. It's just, it was a stupid, stupid play, and you just fall on the football. You're not in the two anymore. You're 30 yards back, and you're not going to be – you know, scorn. And here's the next question. Maybe Tim Boyle should be holding these things. And the only reason I can think that, that, that the backup quarterback isn't is because that's a different, that's another meeting for him. He could stay in the quarterback room all the time. He wouldn't have to go to special teams meetings or take time out during the week to practice. That's why probably they, they keep the punter in there. Anyway, uh, for the most part, you know, just flawless execution on the offense. Your defense holds the Rams are like 244. You're up over 400 yards, and uh, and and if they're going to cover Devontae Adams, then you got to go to Alan Lazard. Now, the, you know Lazard had the one drop. To me, to me, one huge play. Remember the one when the Packers had their back to the wall there in the south end zone, off to the right, and Rodgers is scrambling in the end zone, and he gets one out. He throws a dart about 20 yards up the way to Lazard. I don't know how he made that throw. Do you remember that play? Yeah, that play That play stood out to me because Rodgers was in the end zone dancing around as if he wasn't in the end zone. I know. He, he like, I, like he was just – Wagner had a great block like, on Aaron Donald you, on that play, I remember. I, mean, I keep thinking he's going to get a shot, they're going to get a safety, and he comes out of that thing and gets him out to the 21-yard line. Lazard making a nice catch. But there was one that he dropped, Lazard, and then that play, man, Bart – that that fifty eight yarder, you know, down the right hash mark, and he's beat two guys. That that's the one I just wished every listener could be sitting there with me, because it's one of those moments like you see the play develop, you see the pass protection, your eye goes downfield, you see what's happening in secondary, and you see Lazard blowing past two guys with their hips turned the wrong way, and you know what's going to happen, and then it's almost like slow motion. Oh, can Rogers find him? Oh, here comes the ball. It's high, and, and it's just, it was such a perfect play. So Matt LaFleur talked about the decision to go back to Lazard after he dropped that big pass on the prior drive. Yeah, well, I mean, it, we were kind of running the same play over and over out of that, that formation, and we just felt like that we were going to have a chance at the play-action pass off of it. So, you know, we didn't get the coverage we were really looking for the first time that we attempted the pass. They ended up rolling to, to a single high look um, when we were really trying to call that play for more of a quarters coverage where the safety triggers and you're, you you go in there like you're going to block that safety and then you run right by them. And, you know, what what a great um, 
you know, great ball, great catch by Allen, uh, big time play and a big time moment. You need that. You that this is where you need that now. When Devonte Adams, who had a nice game, but he's going to take the a lot of attention from their number one corner, and then the linebackers, they're going to be attentive on the running backs. That's what happened against Tampa Bay. That's when what's going to happen this weekend. You need other guys to step up, and for Lazard to have that drop, but then Rodgers go back to him, and how. You know, I just feel like Rodgers is more – I just feel like with this particular group of receivers, he, like, is rooting for them, and he's so proud of them. Like, he's a father figure almost. Another thing going on there is the fact that, you know, during the week, Lazard's still, like, questionable. I mean, he, you know, he's, like, limited in practice. The guy's probably back a month earlier from core surgery than people anticipated. So I think they're kind of, you know, using him gingerly, uh, you know, when they can. But now, now it's, hey, with two games left – you know, everything goes. And so Lazard, smart kid, talking about getting a, ch- a second chance for a big play like that. Obviously, just for my confidence and just, like, feeling like I contributed um, to the team with my role and everything. Dropping that first one obviously hurt, you know, especially at that time in the game. Um, we definitely could have went up, I think, three scores in that drive. So, you know, it was an unacceptable drop. But thankfully, my coaches, my teammates really trusted me. And I was able to go out there and, and there and throw a good ball for me to go back and play. So one of the obvious differences with this game than most of the games we've seen, especially at Lambeau, was there were about 8,000 people there as we chat with Mike Clemens here on the fan. And we knew home field advantage would be important. You want to play at home. You want to get the bye week. But I don't think we knew just how crazy 8,000 fans could make it sound. We had a caller call in earlier and say in the second half, there were signs that they gave out or something, and everybody was clanging them against the metal, the bleachers. So – with like physics somehow 8,000 fans can make more noise than 80,000 because you're more tight and you're trying to clap with your gloves. And for 8,000 fans and Mike, the other thing is, and you were there, you'll know, but whoever was in charge of spacing the fans out, they did it in a way that it made it look as full as possible. So I just, they, they did a perfect job putting 8,000 people in there. Outstanding. Pinpoint observations, Bart. Seriously, and 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 that your your caller was absolutely right. So first of all, I mean, kudos to Mark Murphy and that staff, man. They they bring in five hundred for a couple of weeks, and they they you know they have two or three dress rehearsals. They're bringing in first responders or some family because they don't want to have a super spreader, but they're trying to get some juice back into their into their home stadium. And so they did that for a couple of weeks, and it worked out pretty good. And now they decide, okay, last week, Tuesday, they sold 6,000 tickets to their opted-in season ticket holders. We were told, you know, the number was total attendance was a little over 8,000 because they gave away about 1,000 to friends and family of the team and then another of those uh, first responders. So total paid attendance, I think, what they announced at the press box was like a little over 8,000. And and for me, you know, uh, these games have been so strange because, you know, it's, it's game day, and there aren't all the yards around the stadium where people are, you know, charging 30 bucks and they're waving their flags, and their front yards are filled up with the parking. Or, the, you know, the parking lots for blocks around Lambeau Field. It's, you know, it's been a ghost town, and you pull up, and there's 100 cars in the parking lot because it's just us and the media and, and the staff that's there and the grounds crew, 
and uh, and you walk in. So that was pleasant to see some cars. I mean, it didn't look like a typical game day. And it's not until you get up to the to the will call gate, to the media gate, and it's like, oh, yeah, look, look at these fans. They're taking pictures. And it just, you know, it's been such a tough year since last March with the things that we've we've had to shut down. It just, it, gave, it was the best feeling I had, man. It felt almost like, like Christmas out there. And then I noticed on the catwalk and the media, down, once the fans got in, see, the Packers had these placards, these white signs, you know, it's that, but it's, it's it's better than cardboard. Um, you know, it's got the plastic thing on it. Like you see a lot of political signs with these things, and they would have sayings like defense and offense and things like that. And then smart, you know, they had sponsors on the back. So as the game wore on, I started hearing this sound. It, it sounded like like running water or something, like a rush of. Uh, plumbing or something over it and it was a weird echo and i looked down and these people were hitting the metal underneath the press box and they're banging on the metal you know bleachers in lambeau field and it just made the sound even louder i mean every stinking fan that was in there eight thousand of them yelling screaming banging those placards and that's what made the difference and aaron jones who comes out in the and gets gets that crowd going with the 60 yard run on the first play from scrimmage he talked about what the noise was like inside Lambeau Field Saturday night. Uh, it gives you a lot of energy. You see me climb up there on the wall. The fans were like, hey, come in, come in. <laughs> and I was already over there. It just it brings so much energy. Um, we were glad to have our fans back in Lambeau. They made it extremely loud. It sounded like all 80,000 were in there. So it was special to be able to play in front of them. Um, I'm glad they were turned up for us. Well, and they you know, got the defense charged too. The series where Zadarius had a sack. And then Christian Kirksey had a huge hit the next play. I mean, I'm I'm watching at home, and I, like, jumped through the TV. I was so pumped up, and I could hear it in Lambeau, too. Yeah, and, you, you know, we're at this point of the season, I think that one of the key things we'll talk about what happened with this defense, one of them was Adrian Amos in for Raven Green and just coming up close to the line all over the field, a guy who can play tight ends, a guy who can help chase down the run, a guy who ends up being your leading tackler and is, you know, knock on wood, staying healthy. And then Kenny Clark. Now, they, they did bring in Snacks Harrison a couple weeks ago. He had 12 snaps the week before. He only had three. And people get angry, like, well, why'd they bring this guy in if they're not going to use him more? The point is your team doesn't need him. You're doing fine. You've got backups, man. You've got backups. And Kenny Clark talked about keeping that Rams offense in check. At one point, we, we were up by seven. And they had a couple drives where, you know, it was critical that we needed to stop. And uh, we got those stops. You know, I got a sack, you know, on a critical second or third down, one of those. And uh, RG played great. You know, Z played great. So, you know, P got a, a tip ball, you know, late. So, um, you know, we all been uh, just trying to get better. And, you know, all that stuff was huge. I'm excited to watch uh, Jair Alexander next week, too, because you look at some of the stats and like Jalen Ramsey gave up some yardage to to Devante, but Jair Alexander, they don't they don't even go to him. He's so good over there that they don't even throw to him. But with the amount of weapons that Tampa has, I think he will see some more action. Tom Brady will probably want to you know see what all the fuss is about. I'm just excited to watch him this weekend and just this defense in general. You talk to some of the younger players, man. You know, you playoffs nerves. Nah, how come? Jair, what do you mean? This guy is so confident right now. He is so hot. He's got so much swagger. It's like 
Jair's not upset. Why should we? And, you know, you, it's interesting how those kinds of dynamics, that kind of chemistry works in the locker room. Got a pretty good performance from Packers offensive line. I think Aaron Rodgers only hit once in that game. And so after the game, Rodgers was asked, could you describe how your offensive line held off Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd and the rest of that number one ranked defense? Um, in one word, how would you describe your offensive line performance against the Rams? Oh, man. Stellar? Because it's rooted in stars. And they were the stars of the game. I don't know if I got touched you know, hardly at all the entire night, other than the scrambles getting outside the pocket. That was a fantastic performance by them. They dominated the off- the, the, the line of scrimmage. We had a great plan. We really did. It came down to it. And Maddie was dialing up um, some really good stuff. The beauty and the way things came together was it started with the run game, as a lot of our stuff has tonight. But we really ran the ball efficiently. Went tack on Jonesy breaking that big one. But the play of the game, obviously, to put it away, was all about the run and, and things looking the same. And Allen made a beautiful catch. Um, threw it probably a tad bit more inside than I wanted to. But uh, it was the same play that we ran earlier in the game where he actually went outside of the guy. And I threw it a little bit flat and just kind of couldn't bring it down. Kudos to Mac for coming back to it. Yeah, that offensive line was so good. Um, and the, the, you just, you're just you never, as an offensive lineman, going to get as much attention as you deserve. You're just not. But that offensive line, even with, especially with losing Bakhtiari, how they've played the last couple of weeks – so, so impressive. Yeah, I mean, and Billy Turner stepping in. And Rogers said something there, too, you know, how we make it all look the same. And this is a basic principle that Mike Shanahan talked with those guys, with Kyle and with Sean and with Matt LaFleur, um, is like, you know, come up with these formations. And so this takes the pressure off of the quarterback, where every time it's two tight ends and one back, it's like, okay, is this a run up the middle? Is this is this their screenplay? Is this where they take a shot downfield? That's what Nathaniel Hackett, you know, goes works so hard at. It's like, okay, if we come up with a new bomb, a play, okay, how can it, where how's a formation that we can do that so it still looks like a run play? And that's what they constantly work at when they put together that menu of plays for Lafleur's. Is that that's the thing? Is it's got to look like a run? It's got to look like a short pass? It's got to look like a long pass? And then Corey Lindsley, you know, a guy who may not get re-signed, but, you know, having an all-pro year, he was asked, and he made that tremendous block downfield that got Aaron Jones, you know, sprung for 60 yards. Um, and, and the talk about, you know, how much credit will Elton Jenkins and Lucas Patrick get on holding off Aaron Donald and company. I know Elton and Lucas did a heck of a job handling their business, but I think – I know they're going to get a lot of credit – but I don't think enough enough can be said about Billy Turner, what he's brought to the room, the versatility that he has, and being able to switch over to left tackle because, you know, Dave Dave's paid extremely well for a reason because he's the best at what he does and because it's an extremely difficult position to play. And so for Billy Turner to step up like that, no questions asked, and play left tackle for us, and that's it, phenomenal by him. And and now, Mike, it's on to the NFC Championship game against Tom Brady, who has been to nine of the last ten championship games in his decade, most obviously with New England, this first one with, with Tampa. It's good that it's at Lambeau Field, I think. 
Right, and the thing that people can't get over is, you know, they think about Aaron Rodgers going deep in the playoffs and then losing the 49ers, and then the 49ers going to the Super Bowl. Losing the Seahawks, and the Seahawks go to the Super Bowl and win. Losing to the Giants, and the Giants go to the Super Bowl and beat the Patriots again. But this is the first time you got a home field NFC championship in the Aaron Rodgers era, and Devontae talked about that after the game. I mean, it was it's it's great, man. I mean, I think the last time I was just talking to Mark Murphy about this, the last time we had an NFC Championship game here was in like 2007 or something like that. So, it, I mean, it means a lot. I mean, as you see, that's a great team right there. When they got to come into Lambo, like I've said millions of times at this point, you come into Lambo, you play a different brand of football. Um, it takes you out of your element as far as the way you talk, the way you play. Um, you get rattled, man. It's it's tougher to communicate. We got fans in there today, so. Um, they were they had it rocking, so it was just everything was on our side. Um, so it was just about coming out and just playing Packer football, and, and when we do that, nobody can stop us. This is the game that Rodgers has wanted his whole career, an NFC Championship game at Lambeau, and this will be the game now that NFL fans have wanted, you know, since these guys have been in the league, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. 17 games, Buccaneers gave them the biggest trouble, you know particularly that defense. I was down there that game. And Rodgers looked a little rattled early on in that game in Tampa for reasons I still haven't figured out. Uh, I know they hurried him up, and then, of course, he threw the two picks in the first half. Tom Brady, all those that experience in conference championships, but this will be his first NFC conference championship. There's only four teams left for one of them. It's tough to get to this point, so we need a big week. So we need a great week of practice. Got one of one of the best teams in the league, obviously in Green Bay. The top seed, Aaron's playing incredible. They got a great defense, so it's going to be a uh, a great matchup. Going to be so much to talk about this week. We'll catch up with you again on Thursday, Mike. Great stuff. Sixty-five hundred tickets going on sale. Two o five Sunday afternoon. Um, and one quick note too is I think it's interesting that when you can put Josh Jackson. And Jay Sternberger as healthy scratches because you pick up guys like this Kavari Russell, the corner, who'd have been with the Bengals his fourth year in the NFL, and he made a nice stop on special teams. Goody keeps on bringing these guys off the street, and he doesn't care about what the draft pick was. He's putting the best players on the field in the postseason. It's it's pretty exciting. Yeah, as long as they just can test negative for COVID, unlike uh, that too, that would help. Held here, that would help. That That'd would help. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Bart. Mike Clemens, Mike Clemens NFL. He's on Twitter. Find him there. Follow him. Great insight all week long, especially on game day. He joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If you're applying for a home renovation loan and you're a bit anxious, breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. We'll hear from you guys in 60 seconds. Window select, 262-703-3500. These guys, the men and women, the fine folks, Right there, right there, right over there in Menominee Falls have been making sure that they have windows that are as high quality and as energy efficient as anywhere else you'll find. You're looking for windows. You want those things in a window. You want windows that actually keep the cold out, keep the warm air in. These windows do that. They back it all with a double lifetime warranty. So they are totally confident in their product. You could live your life twice. The windows will hold up. Check them out, windowselect.com. 262-703-3500. Great deals, too, and they make it affordable. Window siding and doors. They can get all of that done for you, window siding and doors. Buy one, get one on the windows. And that's as good for as 
many windows as you buy, buy one, get one, and once installed, no payments for a full year. Windowselect.com, 262-703-3500. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 